The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer from Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, second day at camp. I'm back at home, so a long drive, long day for me, yeah. but a long day for you as well because you've been doing bear stuff. You're on a big podcast earlier tonight. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm doing good. Yeah, it was the, the the pads were on today at Bears camp, so it felt like real football finally. Um, I, I heard the press conference today, and they talked about how this first time they had pads on in like six months. So, you know, it's good for the players to get out there and, and hit hit each other. Obviously, they, they want to be safe because it's you know their their own teammates. But yeah, I had a, I had a long day. I came home, did some writing. Uh, Greg Gabriel's got an article come out tomorrow. I, I got that tweaked up, and that's ready to go. I put an article up because the Bears made a roster move today. And like I said, just uh, a little while ago, I just finished up with the Adam Rank uh, Sick Podcast. How did that go? I caught the last part of it. And um, I was a little busy in the comment section because our favorite Detroit friend followed you over to the Adam Rank podcast and was trying to mix it up there. I don't know if he's in the comments tonight. Guys everywhere loves Detroit versus everybody, you know, just just spouting that off. So he just I mean, you got a you got a secret admirer or something, uh, Lester. But uh, so I caught half of it. But how did the podcast go? No, it was fun. I mean, Adam's awesome. He's had a few of our guys on on his show before. Um, You know, he he does a lot of cool stuff with, you know, some of the non-traditional media guys like us. So it's cool to get on, on those shows and super bears fan i mean we all know adam rake he does the fantasy stuff nfl network you know he's 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 always picking the bears i think he hasn't going you know like 12 wins this year so he's that guy but we love that guy we we love to have one of those guys in the media that's that's our guy in the media because he's a fan like us yeah absolutely so um well let's uh let's get into the category what we're going to do one category and then we're going to take a the short break and then we're going to do the like hodgepodge of everything and, yeah. and just kind of talk about the day. But again, we we've got our shtick. We've got to keep going here. Let's start with trench tribute. Uh, let's let's uh, first again. We talked talked ten times. I mentioned yesterday. You really can't judge the line when the pads aren't on. Pads were on today. Tried to tried to view them, although they were on the opposite side of the field uh, again, so we couldn't watch. Uh, you know, any sort of individual thing or anything like that. But at the team stuff, I did try to watch the line as much as possible. What stood out to you? I got to go with the rookie, uh, Jervon Dexter. Um, I just thought they've talked him up so much this offseason. You know, how big, strong he is, how fast he is, how quick he is. You know, you look at his combine testing numbers. He's just really athletic, 
really strong. Um, one of the guys in, in, in uh, I think it was either today or, or yesterday's uh, press conference said he benches like 500 pounds. So he's just, he moves people. He's a big, strong dude. And, and today you can see that with the pads on. There was one play I, I talked about on the podcast earlier, you know, where he, he slapped the guy on a move. It was probably just, you know, trying to do like a rip under or something. I don't know what he was doing, but whatever it was, I heard that slap where we were in the bleachers. He's just a strong guy, and, and he really stood out to me. The other rookie, Zach Pickens, he, he flashed a little bit today too. So I don't think either one of these rookies will start off the bat because the Bears have some you know decent starting depth right there in front of them. But these guys are going to be in the mix. They're going to make, make a lot of plays for the Bears for years to come. I, I think Dexter is definitely going to get a pretty substantial uh, snap share this year. Yes. I mean, he's he's so big and talented, and he's flashing early. That's what you want to see. Uh, and we, you know, we talk a lot about, hey, like you got to give rookies time, right? Like you, you get a, a rookie corner in there. He's going to make mistakes. There's going to be there's a big learning curve. They're not going to be good right away. You know, offensive tackle, right? Like they, they're going to take their lumps. It is what it is. Guys don't just walk in. Defensive linemen can come in in a rotation and they can play because it's a read and react kind of situation. So running backs and defensive linemen, I feel, are the, the positions most likely to contribute early. And so you got a couple guys that that can maybe do that. And there's a path to snaps there. And, you know, it's not about is he a starter or not that. No, it's more about these guys want to have like an eight man rotation along that defensive line. He's certainly part of that plan. He's going to be part of that. Um, I was really impressed with him both days, just how he looks physically. And like you say today, uh, it was fun to see him actually get some live snaps. Um, my trans tribute is going to go to one Mr. Cody white here. And here is why um, I mentioned this on Twitter. We all need to collectively think about pray. If that's your thing, um, you know, uh, take up some sort of collection uh, you know, some charitable contributions, whatever is going to put enough good vibe in the universe for Cody Whitehair to successfully navigate this season healthy. Because the other gentleman that snapped the ball today looked terrible. We do not want Cody Whitehair hurt, and we because we do not want to see whatever their backup plan is at center. I do not think Doug Kramer is making this roster. I know there's a lot of Doug Kramer stands here i don't want to be mean to the guy but i don't i don't see how he's going to be the direct backup maybe they try to hide him on the practice squad i don't think anybody's going to try to claim the guy um but he had a rough day he got pushed around quite a bit uh had some rough just like timing issues on some snapping things it was like late with snaps just didn't seem like his head was in it and then it was getting pushed around a lot so um i'm, I'm just not seeing it from him um i wasn't seeing it from dieter Dieter Iceland, uh, either, uh, when, when he was, when he was in there. Um, uh, so I, again, maybe it's Lucas Patrick and we didn't necessarily see a ton of Lucas Patrick snapping. He was more playing guard, yeah. uh, which we've seen that play before. Not, not great there either. So, uh, let's all collectively think about Cody Whitehair before we go tonight at uh, bed at night. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Lucas Patrick who's playing, a right guard today because Nate Davis was uh, was sitting out with an injury. Uh, Coach Eberflus talked about um, just like last year, they're not going to talk about injuries in, in these press conferences. There's there's nothing to say unless there's something to say, basically. So he would get into details, but Nate Davis missed practice today, so Patrick was playing guard. Um, I think if the season started and everyone's healthy, I think Lucas Patrick is probably your your top swing guy and, and all the interior positions, including center. I, I think. 
the best the what we saw last year for Patrick's not the same guy. Um, obviously there was the club he played most of the most of the season with. He got it finally off, and then he went to center and he got hurt again right away. So I think he's a little better than what we saw last year. Um, he's still not a guy I want to see starting for for 17 games, but I think they'll be fine with that. And then speaking of Lucas Patrick, man, he was fired up today. You know, on, on one of the goal line drills, you know, the Bears scored th- three straight times on, on a goal line drill. And each one, Lucas Patrick had some crazy wild thing he did just to kind of get, get everyone hyped up. Well, the first one, uh, it was it was Foreman uh, on a run and he got popped yeah. by a uh, linebacker. Was it Edwards? TJ Edwards. Yeah. Edwards. Edwards popped him. And, you know, it wasn't late. They were up. Right. It wasn't like a bad thing or anything like that. And there was this. I mean, it was a thud. Like you could hear it in the stand from we we were, you know, we're yeah. you know forty yards away, and you, know, you could you could hear the pop, and Patrick like ran over and like like jumped and like hit yeah. <laughs> Edwards on the head, and Edwards was like, what is what is happening? And but he and he like let out a yell, um, and that I was like, everybody freak out! Yeah. Like it was just this like kind of crazy uh, crazy scrum, but he was just having fun, right? Yeah. Like it was one of those where a lot of a lot of teams might get, the, hey, you know, don't hit your own guy. And there might be some chippiness. And I think he came in to to more be like, hey, you know, like, let's, yeah. let's you know, let's defuse the situation. And it was kind of a fun team leader moment. And then he picked up a running back and like ran, ran like carried him back to carried the huddle. Him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so, he, yeah, he was fired up. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I, I wanted to ask, like, uh, Jatir Carter, did you see him today? Did you see him do much? He, he was playing. I know uh, Tevin Jenkins at some point he he left. Mm-hmm. I think he was just getting retaped, but I don't think he came back in the game. So they had did have uh, Jatir Jatiri. The name always confuses me. I, I've been saying Jatir, but um, if it if it's different, then we probably should correct that. I'm gonna have to get someone to give me the correct pronunciation on that. But I, I Jatiri Carter, um, he was playing there for for Jenkins, and he looked fine. You know, I, I think the Bears are high on him. I think the Bears are expecting a lot of him in, in year two. Like we have, we've talked about before, they've kept him on the on the 53 all last year as a rookie. They must be. They must see something there in him, you know. And he's converting from a left tackle in college. So all last year he's working on the interior. I think that's where he is now. And I think he's going to be one. Besides Lucas Patrick, he's probably your next guard that comes in. Well, so Alex Leatherwood also getting a lot of snaps. He was with the there, twos, yeah. right? So and we've seen him at left guard. Um, so you know, there's there's a little bit of of that to to consider as well. Um, but you know. Young guy, you can probably flip early in his career and have it not yeah. be too big of an issue. But, you know, you'd like to get that muscle memory set. You know, you kind of want that to be there. But um, anything else about the lines before we move on? Um, let's mention uh, Demarcus Walker. At some point, uh, he left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't catch it, but we saw some tweets that he left, uh, went to see the trainers at some point. He, not, he did not return. Um, again, they're not going to talk about injuries. You know, so who knows if it's serious or if it's not serious. And then I did notice in his absence, uh, Terrell Lewis was getting a lot of reps. Uh, this is a, a linebacker they signed um, last year, late in the season. He played linebacker for the Rams. Of course, uh, in Chicago, he was listed linebacker last year in all offseason. But I never got that because he was clearly an edge in, in L.A. Um, I didn't understand why they kept listing him at linebacker in Chicago. Um so here in camp, we are seeing him landing up at defensive end. So now, you know, he's officially, a, you know, obviously a lineman. But, you know, he, he's a guy that has some skills. He had some skills in college. I think he was a second or third round draft choice. Um, just never really caught on at some injury issues. So I'm not saying this is going to be the next, their edge that they're that, that uh, everyone expects to see signed. 
But, you know, if he can make the team and provide a little bit of depth, I think that's a good move by uh, by Ryan Poles. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's that's good. I'm going to I'm going to take a quick break up at the top because we yeah. failed to do that yesterday. Yeah. So we will we will take a quick break. Uh, I know it's pretty early and then we will get into a more lengthy conversation about everything about camp here in just a second. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Lester, we're back. So let's talk big picture camp stuff. And I want to start with what happened before practice actually got underway. So I bought a little microphone that attaches to my phone. I mentioned it yesterday. I uh, did a little interview with uh, your buddy Dave before practice. Uh, I'll get you know that up at some point this week. And I and then right after that, they started blaring music. And you guys know anything about copyrights and all this stuff? We can't put audio yeah. on that has music in the background, even if we're not purposely putting it on there. Cause there's like little spiders, whatever that find it. And then they like tag you and you get in trouble. We don't want to get in trouble. Right. So we, we don't do that. Um, and so today I was like, okay, I'm going to just do a little bit of like interviewing of the people that are in the stands with us and just ask like, what's your record <laughs> prediction? Who's your favorite player? Like super. It was like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Hey, it's, like there's nothing going on there's like one player out on the jugs machine like nothing's happening right we're all just sitting here waiting we'll just pass the time and i'm trying to you know just kind of you know doing the fan interview thing i get down the line i come back around i interview a couple other guys i sit down i'm done so there so there is that i did get through it and the and then i look up and there's a security guy right in front of me <laughs> and i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me here we go and and he said hey you can't do that and I was like, oh, well, you know, I went through the rules. There's nothing in there about that. You can't record any audio. So and he goes, well, it looks like you're doing a podcast. And I was like, eh, I mean, <laughs> you're close. Um, and I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, that's media. Like, you can't do anything like that. And they're going to, if they see that, they're going to kick you out. And I said, yeah. okay, I, I understand. I appreciate you saying that, um, you know, but again, it's not, that's not, stated it, your video policy is pretty clear we have followed that but you know please don't kick me out for something that yeah. isn't stated um please don't state it because it would be nice if you just allow that so i don't know if this guy was a little overzealous um or like very strict in an interpretation about like no media can do anything or like if they really do mean to restrict something like that and, and that it's not good but um i 
I mean, I have the audio. It's not yeah. like I can't use it. Yeah. So I, I will at some point uh, get that out. It was just a little fun interview with some people. There was a Packers fan down at the end. He, you know, it was just it was just kind of a fun interaction. It's the kind of stuff that you like to, you know, uh, like to do and like to hear. So, but again, this Bears media policy once again rears its ugly head. It's funny because the guy was very nice. I mean, I'll say that off yes. the top. He, he was very, I mean, much different than last seasons, than last year's interaction we had. This guy was really cool. I mean, like I said, he may have just been like, you know what, I was told to watch out for this. So let's just dip this in the bud before they, they do see it. Um, but yeah, it was a cool interview. You went up the entire back row from us down to the end, talking to everyone. And, uh, you know, the, the Greg Braggs rule is, you know, no video. So now we're going to have the Jeff Burkus rule, no audio. That, that's right. coming next. That's coming. Yeah, we just we just be robots, right? We just try to record everything in your mind and then yeah. and then say it afterwards. It's, it, we live in a social media world. I yeah. mean, you, you know, I get it. They, I get, you know, are, are we media or are we not media? Like, like, what are we? Like, like we, they won't credential us, but they consider us media. So I get it. Like, do we have to follow by what rules do we have to follow? So it's a very strange situation, but we're rule followers, so. If we go back, if you know, I know you'll be there in, in Indianapolis for a couple of games, which are a couple of practices, which is the Colts rules and the Colts rules. We both read through it. Nothing about video, nothing about audio. So I'm assuming the Bears fans will have a lot of video from Bears fans that are there during that practice sessions. Right. And that's it's interesting because it is likely going to draw a pretty stark contrast to the Bears rules. And I think could be a real talking point here of like how other organizations do this. Again, we're not going to change things. We're not like bringing, you know, some empire down or anything like that. But the rules don't really make sense. And and it doesn't make sense from a private. There's nothing private going on. These are open practices, right? Like you can, you can, everybody has eyes. They can see these things. So there's nothing that's secret. If they're going to do something secret, they're going to do it on a day where there are no fans, right? Yep. This is really the Bears media people not wanting other people to have videos out there, right? Um, I don't understand the audio thing that, I mean, again, this just could have been this guy's interpretation, but that seems kind of crazy. But from a business concept, it is a good idea for other people to market your product and, and and create more interest and and angles for free. Like you're not paying yeah. me, and I am in giving giving you more free advertising for your product so that you can sell more tickets and jerseys and merchandise and whatever, so that you get more money in your pocket, so that you can I don't know go to the gym and, yeah. and and do your do your lifts, George McCaskey, whatever it is, right? Like, you know, whatever it is that you want to spend your money on. But um, we'll leave that there. I will eventually get that out. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It's not like they're going to ban me because I, I, I posted that audio. But there it is. There you go. There, there you guys is, go. There is, There's yeah. our not as exciting story, but, you know, we are we are brushing up against the law once again. Rebels. Uh, let's um, let's start with what stood out to you overall. Who do you think? won the day maybe let's let's kind of start from there was this more of an offensive day defensive day did trenton gill win the day like well, you know where are you at with with sort of the vibe well i think yesterday the defense clearly had the upper hand most of the day i think today was kind of even even handed both yeah. ways um but you know uh, the first play of the 11 on 11s you know that that dj Moore slant route that he took to the house you know, that just kind of set the tone and that really got the crowd energized. You know, he kind of took it, split the defenders and outran Eddie Jackson to the end zone for a touchdown. And, you know, 
just a, a slant route is nice to see with the Bears because that's just something we haven't seen much. I mean, it, it was a staple of the Packers offense for years, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers. Luke Getzey comes over from, from Green Bay. He's the OC here. We just didn't see a lot of it last year, but then you look at it, you know, did they have the guys for it? I guess maybe they could have done uh, EQ St. Brown on a little bit. He's got a big body. You know, maybe they just don't trust his his uh, his, his able to box out the defender if it comes down to that a contested catch situation. But, you know, the Bears have some, some crisp route runners now, um, good speed. So we may see some more of those, you know, short pass, big game touchdowns. Yeah, I think it really was a, a back and forth practice. There was a lot of good on both sides. I mean, so you want to talk big plays, the you know, explosive plays in practice, if you yeah. will, on the on the scrimmages. I think you would you would obviously start with the DJ Moore play, like you mentioned. Uh, there was a big deep pass uh, uh, down the seam to to Tyler, Tyler Scott. Scott. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, it was in kind of a two minute drill situation, and he's just kind of I think he ran a post, and and it just it. it perfect ball and in middle of the field caught it be, you know, beat his man. It was great. Um, and then I think on the other side, Oh, oh and then uh, I, I want to mention the, the, the pass in the end zone drill, uh, goal line drill, end zone drill, whatever it was, it was seven on seven. Um, and it was one of those where not, nothing's open early. So again, it's kind of this back and forth where it's pretty good coverage early. And so they kind of simulate like flushing out of the pocket and then fields, rips an absolute bullet like it was just just a bullet to tanya in between two defenders yeah um and i thought this that's a pretty impressive throw i don't care if it's seven on seven it was it was an impressive throw as he it was a thread the needle and it, i mean he he really whipped it in there um and then on the defensive side i have uh an eddie jackson pick that was off of a tip and then brisker i had down for uh, a pass breakup and an interception himself so i thought brisker had a good day today as well the, the refs called that out of bounds, I believe, but then they actually had the replay on Bears, uh, the Bears social media accounts, and you see he came down with both feet in bounds. So that was a that was a good a good catch there uh, by Brisker. I don't think they have the full referee crew. I know they got refs in here from that are professional refs, obviously that are helping them out, but I don't think they have the full complement of, of of officials. So they might have missed that one, but that's fine. That was uh, the defense; they knew it was good. You know, you see, it was funny because they did it on the on the offensive sideline. So, of course, all the offensive players were over there, you know, no good, no good. But, of course, the defensive guys were fired up. It was a lot of excitement in the air today. You know, pads coming out for the first time. The, the defense was fired up. The offense was fired up. It was a good back and forth. And then Coach Lou said tomorrow they're going to ramp it up even more. He said they got through like some 40-some-odd plays today. They expect to double it tomorrow, which is, of course – no fans, uh, which means the media cannot tweet during the during the practice session. So we'll hear about what happens tomorrow after practice ends. When, of course, those those guys in the media can kind of unload their tweets. Yeah, I think that that's it, there was a little bit of a deliberate pace the last two days, right? There wasn't. Yeah, it did this, seem that way. You know, it, there were times where they would even kind of walk through a play. Felt very installish, right? Where you're just it's kind of it's half speed and guys are kind of jogging to the spot that they would be at on their routes and fields is taking a very elaborate, you know, like seven step drop or whatever. And then, and then just like kind of lollipop on a ball over where he would go with it. Right. So there was, there was quite a bit of that the last two days. So it doesn't, and then they did a lot of individual drills. So it doesn't surprise me maybe that they'll ramp up the team stuff and do more plays 
when there's not anybody at practice yeah. tomorrow. Um, but I believe the fourth is the next time that there's there's a public practice. So yeah. again, if you got tickets for that, that's great. And you're going to start seeing pad. You know, everything's going to be padded unless they're giving the guys a, a break. Um, so that so it'll be more fun. But I think you're right in that it was a real back and forth practice, which I think is good. Um, yeah. We you know we've talked about this before, but I think a lot of people come to practice wanting to see offense and getting disappointed if the defense does well. And I always remind people like, Hey, we need, we need those two. Yeah. You know, there was a, the, the ball that was tipped um, at, at that Eddie uh, intercepted the guy next to me was like, ah, oh, we don't want to see that. And I go, well, we do, <laughs> we do want to see Eddie gets yeah. get his hands on the, and the ball, but yes, I get what you're saying. We don't want to see the tips from our wide receiver, but we, we sure, certainly do want to see those interceptions. So uh, it's always fun to kind of have that back and forth. And, and, uh, um, and I will say, I, I mentioned yesterday, I had kind of a, a curmudgeon. You called him a sourpuss next to me. Uh, again, an older gentleman, uh, about the same age, even I think a few years older than the guy that yeah. was sitting next to me yesterday. This guy was super positive, nice guy. He had like a really good perspective. Um, and, you know, he, you know, I was talking to him basically the whole practice and, and uh, he just, he really, he was a positive Bears fan and he, he had yeah. the right attitude in terms of where we're at in the calendar, you know? And he's just like, man, I've, I've watched this team forever. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen all these, you know, all these great players, all these great teams. He's like, you know, basically like I'm, it's whatever, man. I, li- I like watching the rebuilds. I like, I like watching the rise. It's like, okay, there we go. I like this guy. See, they're out there. These, these intelligent fans somewhere that are, that are having a nice outlook and, you know, we got to have the balance. It's good to have the, you know, the guys that have, you know, it's not all negative, but you have to understand sometimes the reality is it is negative, which was last year that last year we knew this, this off season, man, let's have a little hope. You know I mean? Even if the bears win seven games, you know, they're out of the playoffs. That's a big improvement from where they were a season ago. You know, three sure. to seven, that's a big jump. You know, teams don't make those kind of jumps. So, so I know uh, I'm predicting 10 wins. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm on the high side. You know, I just – I look at the schedule. I, I see what they have. I look at Justin Fields. I'm expecting that jump from Justin Fields. I'm expecting – you know, DJ Moore to make that big a difference. I'm expecting Chase Claypool to be much better than what we saw a year ago. And the two days we were in camp, Chase Claypool looks like a player. I mean, the the, the pass to him, he's coming down with stuff. He had some stuff, nice stuff in goal line today where he was working back to the ball. You know, he, he went up and, and, you know, really going after the ball. There was one player he went up, he skied for it. He missed it. It was, I think it was in double coverage on the sideline there. And uh, he kind of came down hard, man. He, he looked like he got the wind knocked out of him. Took a couple plays off, right back in. You know, Justin Fields went back at him a little later. So, you know, this 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 offense has weapons, and uh, it's 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 weird to think about it, but you know, th- there's there's a different guy where you can you can conceivably think that one game DJ Moore blows up, the next game Darnell Mooney has a big game. Oh, this is the Robert Tunyon game all of a sudden. Where the hell did this guy come from? And then I've, of course you have the running games, the running backs can kind of get involved with stuff. So, you know, it's not going to be on Justin Fields to do everything this season and that's great um absolutely and uh, i think that there was actually a pretty positive chase claypool feel to the crowd today and, and yeah. definitely a big positive uh a cole Komet, uh crowd so there may have been a lot of notre dame fans there but I'm, I'm trying to put this together you know but uh definitely and and the one play that sticks out to me with claypool was uh, that seven on seven drill down by the goal line if fields delivers a poor ball. Maybe he just sort of puts, puts it on him behind him and he has to really reach back and he's able to, it's kind of 
we're back here and he and he's able to kind of get it in front but he's bobbling it but he keeps the concentration yeah. to, to eventually pull in that catch you know it's a couple bobbles and like that's a very easy ball to just like like uh, you know oh drop or whatever like or have a tip and, and and go for an interception but he he kept concentration and he was able able to pull it down so um i you know the two days we were there he he played well and you know we've been talking about this on this show like this guy came in he's traded like that has to <laughs> it has to be on your psyche. You go into a, a, a very new system, uh, you get hurt, you know, there's just things that happen, you know, you didn't perform probably necessarily how you wanted to. You got a full off season. You've got, uh, you know, a chance to build a rapport. You've got other you know, Mooney coming back healthy and you've got DJ more added to the mix. So there's not that pressure on you. Like let, let's, let's let Chase Claypool tell us what the kind of player he's going to be yeah. and not decide it before the season starts. Yeah, I think Claypool has every chance here to be, you know, he may not be the guy that that some people want him to be. You know, they 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 look at him, they look at the size, they look at the speed, they think they look at the draft pedigree, they look at the Bears essentially traded the uh, 30 the 30 second overall pick from him and they 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 put this this label on him. He has to be this. If he catches 50 balls for, you know, 700 yards, you know, six or seven touchdowns, that's a great year out of your out of your ex receiver because that means Dar- uh, DJ Moore's Eden. That means Darnell Mooney's Eden. Cole Komet's having some of his stuff too. So, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting a, a giant year from him, but you know, he has a chance here to to play well enough to earn himself a second contract. Whether it's whether it's in Chicago or if, if they do let him go, then you know he's going to get paid somewhere else if he has a nice year this year. Right. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We talked about the wide receivers. Like you know, I think Mooney from what we saw both days look, look like he's on the track to get back to being productive and healthy. I think the DJ Moore thing is real. Like he's, he's yeah. really good. I mean, I, I've been, I've been saying that for forever, but I, I think the connection's real. I mean, it looks like he's, he's definitely going to be that bona fide number one. We saw some speed out of Tyler Scott. Um, so there's some impressive playmaker make playmaking potential here um, and, and see if we can match that with Justin's uh, skill set here. Uh, running backs, I don't know that I have a lot of insight because a lot of the stuff was bottled up pretty good by the defense. Um, so I didn't see a lot of breakout runs. I think the best run of the day was probably from Travis Homer, who was also, uh, got it, got in on the passing game as well. Um, I'm interested to see how he pushes for a roster spot because it's such a competitive room, but you know, to me, he's far and above more interesting than, the last year's rookie, uh, uh, Ebner. So, uh, Tristan Ebner. So, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about any other skill positions on offense before we, we kind of flip it over. I want to, I want to go back to the trenches a little bit here with, uh, oh, okay. you know, Darnell Wright's, um, first day in pads. I watched him a little bit and inconsistent. I, I, I saw some, some chatter on Twitter, you know, I guess he gave up some pressures here and there. Again, we're at camp trying to watch everything at once. It was tough to see what's going on all the time, but you know, I, I watched right uh, a couple of nice reps, a couple of bad reps. He had a false start. Um, then after that, he followed up with a nice block on, on a kind of quick pass by Justin Fields. But like I said, there was some chatter on, on, on social media. You know, they were upset that he was allowing some pressure. We're talking about a rookie tackle. I don't care if he is the 10th overall draft pick rookie offensive lineman, pretty much all rookies. You know, we talked about the guys that can step in and be good up to start. Defensive lineman, right? Running backs, you know. Other than that, there's a lot on your plate as as, as for right. And he's going to struggle. 
he's going to struggle a bit. They, they talked to Tevin Jenkins today in, in his press conference, and you know uh, he talked about Wright is further along where he was as a rookie. He said, "Well, Wright is a better athlete than he was. It is he's more he's much more stronger than he is." So Wright has the pedigree. Obviously, what we saw him do in college, you know, against some of the top edge rushers at Tennessee, he, 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 you know, he did a great job against the guys at Alabama. You know, I don't think he allowed a sack the whole season. He's going to be good. Let's just let him get there before we are so quick to criticize a, a rookie, you know, having a problem in the NFL. I mean, outside of like Tristan Wirfs, right? <laughs> like who came in and was good right away. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very rare. Like very you, rare. You just, you just don't see it very often out of a tackle. They're going to, they're going to take their lumps. It is what it is. So, you know, I was, I certainly wasn't worried yesterday when somebody was freaking out about yeah. the, <laughs> about the, you know, and, and we, we talked about this a little bit, but maybe it's worth kind of revisiting just why we were on that. Like as, as an offensive lineman practicing, not in pads, your, your best weapon. I mean, okay. Yeah. Your feet, your base, all that kind of stuff, but your best weapon is your, you use your hands every play and, and you're trying to like, punch get a guy to to get off his track you're you're gonna grab him you know by by the shoulder you don't have nothing to grab if they, the guy's not wearing shoulder pads and i don't care he, this guy's your teammate i don't care if you're still trying to go somewhat live you're not gonna punch a guy without shoulder pads in the same way because he's your teammate right and, and there's just again there's nothing to grab you're, you know so you, you're you're not really playing football when you don't have the pads on and so today was the first day to really kind of see that and see how he used his hands and all that. It's hard. Like you say, it's hard to practice because I can lock onto one guy and every time I would, and I was watching a lot of the interior guys for some reason today. I don't know. That was just more interesting for me for, for whatever reason. Um, and then someone said, like, Oh, did you see this? What about this? You know, there's like seven things going on. I'm like, no, cause I'm trying yeah. to watch one guy. Like it's, it's, it's so overwhelming and you know that you're not going to get another chance at it because yeah. you're not going to see this practice tape. That doesn't exist for us. So you just kind of have one crack at it. And so you're just trying to see like a very small slice of the solar system. <laughs> and, and, you, and you don't want to like overreact off of one thing. Right. And I, and I think a lot of people will catch that like, Oh, this guy beat that guy. Um, but like, did you actually watch the whole rep or what happened? Like, you know, probably not. Like you just kind of seeing the result. So that's hard. It's hard. And and then even like a couple of times going back to some of my pictures that I took, I was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Like I was wondering why Mooney had a linebacker on him in this goal line, uh, seven on seven drill. And then I went back to my picture and I looked at it and they had Mooney lined up in the backfield and it was a little angle route. And that's, that's and they confused the, there was a switch and the linebacker took Mooney and the, the, the corner took Komet. Okay. And so like they kind of played a game with it, but I didn't really see it in real time, but I saw it on the picture and I was like, Oh, okay. Right. But we only get one crack at this. Yeah. We're trying to share stuff with everybody. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, so back to your point, rights of rookie, <laughs> he's going to take his lumps. Um, all these guys are, are, are figuring stuff out and you know, you can't take too much, from practice because you know we just have one shot at, at seeing these things flipping around yeah it's good little defense stuff yeah. all right what did you see on defense that intrigued you because my takeaway is that mm -hmm. the secondary plays pretty good football so far yeah 
Well, you still, I mean, I think the big story still for, for the secondary is, is that corner. You know, the rookie corner is still Terrell Smith, who's running with the ones. Uh, Tyree Stevenson is still getting some some reps there. And, you know, Coach Luce talks about it in his presser. He said, you know, Smith looked so good last week, you know, working with the twos. They wanted to reward him with some time with the ones to kind of see what they have. And then, you know, Stevenson talked today at his press conference. They had, they had Stevenson out there. So he talked about it. He addressed it. He said, it's good. It's good for the team. You know, he, I like this whole rookie class. Every time they have a chance to talk, it's like you, you can see, you know, that they, they always talk about the character. That's, that's a big part of it. You can just see, man, these guys have great football IQ. They're just, they're just good dudes. And the same with Stevenson today. He was talking about, I mean, this is a guy that he could be pouting right now because he – you know, he's not running with the ones as much as he was early in camp. I mean, he comes in as a rookie right away. You're with the ones, you know, you're, you're there, but now he's not, but you know, he's fine. And we saw him get a pick yesterday in, in a, one of the team drills. So he's still there. He's still engaged. He's still doing what he has to do. And, and who knows who will get that starting job opposite Jalen Johnson, but whoever it is, he's going to earn it. Right. And like Roshan Johnson, First one out both days to work yeah. on, on the jugs machine, right? Uh, you know, someone mentioned that you know he had a drop, so maybe that was the motivation. But yeah. I think that guy's just that level of motivated, right? Like he's yeah. just he's gonna try to be the first one out on the field. You know, we've we've noticed that every year we go to practice, we always tweet out first guy on the field is this guy, right? And and so it's interesting to see the rookie take that mantle for both of our practices. I'll be curious to see if anybody else notices that in future practices as well. But I think you're right. I think uh, we're starting to see what Ryan Poles is trying to build with his draft classes and with these rookies. Um, I think that character thing is is not just something he preaches. He is he's definitely going to put that into practice. And so we're going to see as that core gets built up, what does that mean? Does that uh, you know now establish a culture where you can add in a guy that may not follow that, or is it like this is you know we're, we're going to all build together with these types of guys? Um, you know there may not be enough captain badges to go around for a crew like this. You know, the, well, another thing about the characters, that's kind of something we've heard, you know, on, on, on Taylor Dahl's show, Making a Monster. She's had a chance to talk to a lot of the high school and college coaches of a lot of the younger Bears. We heard her talk about, you know, uh, a, a few of the guys that they drafted as well. And just to hear how they talk about, yeah, they're going to talk about their guy glowingly because that's their guy. They coached them up. But but there's just something you, you hear in their voice, you know, the genuine excitement that, that they have for this player and, and, and the stuff they do. They talk about the stuff off the field as well. And it's kind of here to, to kind of cool to hear the perspective of yeah this is the guy the bears are getting i know that uh when when she talked to the uh the I, I forget who it was i think it was the texas running back coach she had him on to talk about uh, uh b john robinson and while he was they were talking about him they, they brought up roshan johnson because he was also a dra draftable player at the time and he, he was glowing about him he didn't have to he just kind of brought him up and it's like this is the kind of guys the bears are drafting now is they they have you know their head on straight it's 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 football you know that they, they want to be great football players and they're all putting in the work to be that in hindsight, it's very funny that the rumor that we kept hearing uh, how the Bears were going to pick uh, with their first pick <laughs> in this last draft, yeah, yeah. Uh, because in hindsight, the absolutely not like that. Yeah. that it, but we didn't have enough data, right? We didn't have we didn't know if Ryan Poles was serious about what what he was saying or not, or if he was going to break it early um, for a guy that seemed like the ideal player fit for you know the defensive system or if he was going to continue down this path that he's talked about and, and bring in high character guys which is what he did so um i don't have a lot of other notes in terms of anything that stuck out to me 
Um, I thought overall last year's camp felt like it's a new regime. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of intensity. You know, Everflus is yelling, run, 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 right? Like it was just this like, you know, everybody's a little on edge, right? Like who's going to stick around? Who's going to be gone? It's the new boss, right? This year felt much more deliberate. It felt calmer. It felt more businesslike. So I think that that's a good thing because that high intensity, like everybody living on the edge, that burns out pretty quick. Well, it's instilled now. Last year, he had to let his players know what it meant to follow the hits philosophy. And, and it took him some while. It took some guys, you know, some, some veterans had to, had to come around and understand what he meant by that. But they bought in pretty quick, you know, and then they bought in the whole season. It was a, a, a terrible win-loss record last year, but you never felt the sense that these players had, had any problem where they were giving up. They were all bought in. They were all going at it. And, yeah, it's a very different different team this year, a lot of turnover. But all the guys that have returned, you know, they have imparted that hits philosophy on down to the, all, their, all their new teammates. And, like you said, it's a very business-like approach. There's not a lot of yelling and screaming from the coaches. You know, they may ramp it up tomorrow because they did talk about they're going to, you know, pick the pace up in, in practice. Of course, you know, fans will be there but that may come but it's it's just a it's, it's a professional environment and it's cool to see how these guys are all uh all just kind of taken to the whole philosophy and the culture for the bears yep we love it i think it's a good place to end it um we'll stick around for our youtube friends to do a little q a afterwards of course uh but yeah any final thoughts from you go check out lester on adam ranks podcast uh, obviously, the site's always going to be hopping. We're going to be talking more. Baron Balance is back, right? We got two shows in two days. I'm sure we're going to, you know, keep keep this up. I'm going to be at the, the the Colts camp here in a couple of weeks, so make sure that you're you're following us for that. Uh, that'll be fun, you know. You know squad, squad scrimmages before you get to the actual preseason game will be a lot of fun to to see something like that. I've always wanted to go to one of those, so yeah. I'm very excited that that's open to the public. Jealous. And um, I'm. I'm Really pumped. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't have to worry about uh, Pocket Bolt, Goldberg or, or, or Rodney coming up and, and yeah, telling me right. I'm doing You're something good. I'm not. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Bring the mic. Bring the, bring the camera. We're good to go. Let's do it. Let's nice. do it. All right. Well, we'll get out of here, guys. Um, and until next time, bear down.